from the Lord this morning. If you don't mind, as we stand to our feet in reverence and honor of God's word, certainly to my wonderful colleague, Representative Annie McDaniel. God bless you. I did not see you there, Annie. Thank you so much. I enjoy, there you are. <laughs> enjoy serving with you in the house and wonderful job you've done in Fairfield County even before you became a house member. So God bless you, amen. The Delta's got it going on, I say amen. Bless you. There's a word from the Lord, Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 17. Y'all excuse me, they just messed me up. I'm just, try, I'm just trying to compose myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The theme for 2019 here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road is walking by faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. The first series of messages that God has given us for this year is entitled Acts of Faith. Acts of Faith. This is the second message in this series. And the text is found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 17. The New Living Translation. One verse, powerful verse. <laughs> One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. In fact, I intentionally try to preach from it at least once every year because this is such a powerful text. Hear the reading of God's word in verse 17, chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles. But you will not even need to fight. I can take the benediction right now and just... You don't need to fight. Take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. Amen. As we bless the subject for today's message into someone's spirit. Again, the theme for the year is walking by faith. Amen. The series is entitled Acts of Faith. This is the second act of faith that God is challenging us with in this year of 2019. Two words to remember for this week. Squeeze those hands, look at somebody and say, stand still. That's it, stand still, amen. Mm. You may be seated the presence of the Lord. Stand still. Chill out 
be cool, shut up, hold your peace. Whatever you got to do, slow your roll. Whatever it is, but the instructions to us as believers and as people of faith today is to stand still. On last week, we began this series with a wonderful quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who was quoted as saying that life is a journey, not a destination. In fact, life is a journey that is full of pit stops, potholes, hiccups, and shortcomings, disappointments, hurts, and setbacks. Somebody say a journey. Life is not where we intended to go to stay, but it is a journey that we must go through. It was stated in, in that message on last week that we as people of faith are going to constantly be challenged. Listen to this. This is so important. Our greatest challenges are not what we have to go through, but how we respond to what we are going through. Our greatest challenges is can we exercise our faith? Can we demonstrate acts of faith during the most difficult times of our life? See, everybody goes through something. The question is, how do you respond to what you go through? The thing that should separate us as believers, us as faith walkers, from those who have no faith, those who have not put their trust in the Lord our God, is that we may go through the same kind of things, but we respond differently. Those who have no faith, when they are confronted or threatened, they fight back. Those who have no faith, when you curse them out, they curse you even louder. Those who have no faith will fight you at a drop of a dime. But to those of us who walk not by our emotions, to those of us who are controlled not by how we feel, those of us who live our lives not based on some mood that we're in at the moment. <laughs> we know how to take a licking, keep on ticking. We know how to praise God when folk get on our nerves. We know how to smile in our enemy's face never knowing that they've hurt us and wounded us. We know how to still have joy after all the things we've gone through. Am I preaching in the right place? Is there anybody in here who maintain your joy despite your situations? Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. 
Listen, on last week, we said the first act of faith that we as faith walkers must be willing to exercise is the ability to let things go. We said you cannot go forward and look back at the same time. So we encouraged you last week to let go of past hurts, setbacks, and disappointments as we press forward towards the blessings of God in this new year of 2019. And so now in today's message, God is once again challenging us to exercise our faith with another act of faith. And that is we are being challenged at times in our life, listen to this, to stand still and do nothing. Someone say, wait a minute, Pastor Darrell, how can doing nothing is an act of faith? <laughs> well, let me tell you, sometimes it takes more faith for you to hold your peace than to fight back. See, it, 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 it doesn't take any courage or any faith to respond. It is our natural inclination to respond. And that's why whenever you're in a heated argument, uh, they would tell you, human be behavior scientists and experts would tell you that folk involved in arguments rarely listen to what the other person is saying because they are already forming a response to say something. And that's why every now and then you got to tell somebody, just shut up and listen. Because it is natural to fight back. But it takes all the faith you have. It takes all the Holy Ghost in your life. It takes all the prayers you can muster. Sometimes to just shut your mouth. Hold your hands down. Stand still. Especially when folk are pushing you back against the wall. Can I preach to somebody in here? The times in all of our lives in which we just felt like and feel like we got to fight back. I, I've got to do something. Oftentimes the most difficult thing to do when we're in the midst of a serious crisis is to simply do nothing. It takes more courage. It takes more faith to do nothing than often to fight back. See, we have this twisted. We, we commend folk for standing up for yourself. We pat folk on the back. You don't take no junk. I commend you because nobody can get by with that with you. You know how to take care of yourself as if if somebody decides not to say anything and not to fight then they are weak but let me get the story straight you're not weak because you are quiet and holding your peace you just have faith in somebody greater than yourself am I in the right place how many of you ever just zip it up and had to sit down and it took all the strength you could because you were, and, and, and I, I told the church this morning, quite honestly, they, they, they looked at me kind of funny when I said this, but some folk deserve to be punched back. 
There's some demons that get on your nerve and there's some evil, diabolical people. And, and quite honestly, the truth is they deserve to be beaten up. But let God handle it. Amen. Because here's what God says. Often, the something we end up trying to do. You know how, we, you know how folks say you got to do something. The something we end up doing often makes the situation even worse than what it already is. All I need is two or three witnesses. I know you don't need to raise your hand. You don't want folk to get in your business. So just wiggle your toes and say, yeah, yeah, pastor, you're talking about my situation. Because it was bad before you got in it. And then when you decided to throw your little two cents in it, it made it worse. It's nothing worse than adding an extra fool to two other fools fighting each other. Am I right? Somebody got to have enough sense to say, hold your peace. Somebody got to have enough sense to say, come on, y'all better than that. You've got to have something in you when everything in you says, get up and fight. Something in you says, hold on. God can work this out. I feel like preaching. I, I feel any, just any witnesses in here, all I need is just a handful, maybe 50, 30, 40, 100. Anybody in here, God ever fought your battle, and when God worked it out, it turned out better than what you could have ever done for yourself. You don't have to fool me now, but I just need a few witnesses. Anybody know what God can do? Just, 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 just throw your head back one time, say, thank you, Lord. The other problem with us getting involved in the situation is that oftentimes it just gives the enemy an opportunity in our lives. Some demons would not know how vulnerable you are until you show them. Because let me let you in on something. The devil is not omniscient. He does not know everything. He knows what you show him. Good to see you, Sister Rosalind. Sister Eddie Ruth. All of my friends are here today. Good to see all of you. The devil only knows what you show him. And when you don't show your hand to the devil, whew, he doesn't know what's going on in your life. But when we open ourselves up and when we, and, and it is even worse in this social media age because folk got a platform to just let out anything that first comes to their mind without even thinking about it. Before they hit the button to say sin or go, we ought to think about it. Some folk don't need to know all your business. They don't need to know that you're having a bad day. When, 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 when you put stuff out in the atmosphere, like this is a rough day. I hope nobody messes with me today. The devil say, thank you. I'll take that as a sign. And before you get to work, he's already shown up because he knows you're in a bad mood because you told him. Can I preach? And so we give the enemy an opportunity in our lives when we open ourselves up, 
when we share too much. Yes, the ability to just stand still and do nothing can be one of the most difficult things, but yet one of the most rewarding things we would ever experience in 2019. If you want to be blessed in 2019, listen to this, fight less, pray more. Respond less, pray more. If you want to be blessed in 2019, even when folk get to you, don't let them know they got to you. Uh, don't come to church in a bad mood. Don't walk around with your head hung down. Give God your best praise on your worst day. And folk will look at you and think you just won the lottery. Folk will look at you and say, you must have gotten a promotion or a new job. No, I'm just praising God in advance. If folk knew how difficult life was, in your life, they would never understand your praise. But I just wonder, I, I am just wondering, is there anybody in here that's ever had to praise your way through a situation? In, 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 in any witnesses, anybody just had to praise God? Such is the case in our text. Such is the case in, in Second Chronicles chapter 20. In this powerful chapter, Old Testament chapter, one of the most righteous kings of all the Old Testament, King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah found themselves in the midst of a serious crisis. They were on the verge of being attacked and annihilated by their enemies. Their enemies join forces with each other just to destroy Judah. Now you've got to understand a little bit. Time will not permit me to do homiletical justice to the background of Judah, but just take my word when I tell you Judah were praisers. Enemies like to attack praisers. And so the enemy came up against the praiser because some folk are jealous of your anointing. Why? Because Judah inherited land that they did not build and vineyards that they did not plant and houses that they did not have to construct. Don't you know that everybody around you will not celebrate your success? You've got some closet enemies that you think are your friends. And the fact is, they don't like what God is doing in your life. So the first chance the haters get to come up against you, they will team up with your other haters and they will just make up stuff about you, trying to destroy you. But just hold on. Anybody know God will work it out. Verse 2 of the text uses the word, a vast army has come up against the people of Judah. King Jehoshaphat, according to verses 3 and 4, responded by ordering everyone in the land to fast as they all sought the guidance of the Lord. That was the first right thing he did. He, he called everyone together and he says, we're going to seek an answer from the Lord. 
too often we consult the wrong people for advice. Every, everybody that works with you, even everybody that worships with you, are not qualified to advise you on your situation. Even everybody who shares your last name or your DNA, they are not always qualified to advise you. You've got some haters in the family. You've got, yeah, you've got some haters in the pews. smiling in your face always wanting to take your place but that's all right you i cannot preach to somebody so you've got to be careful who you consult with king jehoshaphat and the people of judah consulted with the one person they knew would give them good advice without a biased opinion. They consulted with the one person they knew that would not take their business to anybody else. They consulted with the one source that they knew had the power to do something about your situation. Most of the people you talk to are worse off than you are. Uh, they can't help you because they can't even help themselves. Preach Pastor Jackson. You gotta learn how to fall on your knees and call on the name of the Lord. Can somebody help me preach this? Look at somebody and say you better learn how to pray. Prayer still works. They sought the guidance of the Lord. Verses 3 and 4, Jehoshaphat, verse 3 say, was terrified by this news. And he begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. Verse 4 says, so the people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek help to seek the Lord's help. Where does your help come from? Who do you ask for help? Can I preach this? Uh, the text goes on in verse 12 and says, they did what we all should do when we're in the midst of a crisis and our backs are against the wall. Some of us are too proud. Some of us are broke, but still proud. Some of us will walk around, know we need some help, know that we can make it on. That's why pride comes before destruction. Can I, can I get a witness? Some, some, some of you are too proud even to ask the Lord for help. But I, I, I made a deal with the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't care what title is associated with my name. I don't care what folk think about me. When my back is against the wall, if I got to cry, holler, slop, spit, roll. <laughs> Come on. What if I got to run, jump? Some of y'all are too cute to even act like you need the Lord's help. But I, I, yeah, yeah, some of you know. How many of you ever needed the Lord so much you told somebody, excuse me, hold my mule and watch me give God an undignified praise? Listen, listen. I'm almost done. I just need about 15 more minutes. Verse 12 of the text says, we are 
powerless. To all of my wonderful sisters from Delta Sigma Theta, Sister Yolanda Kennedy, the biggest Delta I know, and all the rest of them. <laughs> Here is what the text says. We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. You've got to first come to the realization that the forces that are out to get you, you don't have the strength to fight back. Preach Pastor Jackson. You've got to understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That thing that's out to destroy you, Deacon Glover, that thing that's out to destroy us is greater than flesh and blood. But we've got to serve notice on the devil that you get no victory here because we don't have the strength, but we know somebody. Woo! Can I preach? We are powerless against this mighty thing that's trying to attack us. Then he goes on to say in verse number 12, we do not know what to do. See, you've got to drop your pride and you've got to tell the Lord, I, I know I'm a pastor and a preacher and I know I'm a deacon and I know I'm a head of an usher board and, and I know I've got some responsibilities, but I must confess, Lord, I don't know what to do. How many of you ever been to the situation when your back is against the wall, your family was a mess? There's nothing worse than a family that's trying to act like they got it all together when the enemies are trying to destroy your family. Look, I serve notice on the devil look you are trying to destroy my family I told the Lord I don't pray those cute prayers I don't pray Lord if you see anything then take care I know Lord here's the deal you got to come save my family because the devil is trying to destroy my family Lord the devil wants my children my grandchildren the devil wants to destroy my marriage the devil wants to destroy our church you've got to put some specifics on your request from the Lord just pray to the Lord that co-worker that works in that cubicle right next to me you know a Lord Shaquem Hakeem, whatever her name is, that's the one. Go get her. Can I preach? Can somebody say, you can't act cute when your back is against the wall. Lord, save my family. Lord, save my son. Lord, my daughter smoked too much weed. My son drank all the time. I need you to save them, Lord. They don't ever want to come to church. Wake them up on Sunday morning. Give them a restless spirit. I preach. Y'all are gonna make me hurt myself. I feel like preaching. <laughs> Sister Annie, if I don't show up next week at the state house, you know I'm all preached out. Amen. Verses 14 through 17. The Lord responds. Look at somebody and say, God will respond to your prayer request. Here is how. The Lord respond. Sometime he'll raise up somebody right among you to give you a word of encouragement. Ooh. 
Sometimes we put too much attention on those televangelists, on big names, and we think all of the help got to come from some big name. But some folk that got a word for you in your life, they perhaps have no title, no ministries. They don't sell books or tapes, but they've got a deep abiding Holy Ghost in their life. I thank God for old mothers, Dr. Mary Hallams, who blessed me when I, when I was almost out of my mind, didn't know what I wanted to be. Thank God for the mother Josephine Anderson and others all the way from St. Matthew, South Carolina, who put a word in my life. Boy, God got something for you. They didn't write a book. They didn't know how to do a dissertation, but they knew how to get a prayer through. They, I, yeah, they knew how to get a word from the, is there anybody in here has some country folk in your life that bless you? Some folk with no education, no degrees, nothing to hang on the wall, but they had an anointing. Such is the case. God raises up a word through a servant by the name of Jehazel, the son of Zechariah. And God tells him, you speak truth to power. You speak to King Jehoshaphat and the nation and tell them this. Go with me, if you will, to verses 14 to 17. Put it on the board. I just want you to see what God said. Zechariah a son by the name of Jehazel said to King Jehoshaphat, listen all ye people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't even be discouraged by this mighty army. Oh, I love this next word. For the battle is not yours but God somebody feel that right now look at somebody say this is not your fight this battle belong to the Lord tomorrow he says to them march out against them you will find them coming through different places he says look at verse 17 but you will not I love this but here's the text but you will not even need to fight Ooh, I, who am I preaching to y'all help me encourage somebody and say you don't need to fight say when you go to work next week don't go to fight you don't need to fight but take your positions I'll get to that you don't have to fight but I'm going to put you in a position that your enemy will think you're coming to fight uh, but I'm putting you in a position to fight in a different way preach Pastor Jackson take your positions then stand still get in a position to fight but don't fight get in a position but don't fight stand still 
and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. He goes on to say, go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. And then in verse 18, he says, King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same. What did they do? They began to worship the Lord. Somebody just caught the answer. Somebody, when your enemy comes upon you, don't fight but worship. When the enemy wants to destroy you, don't fight but worship. They began to worship the Lord. Drop down to verse number 21. After consulting the people, the king, here's what they, that's why you got to get in a position. Now, all the enemies were in a position to destroy them. And God says, I have a different strategy. He consulted with the people. The king appointed singers, worshipers, to go ahead of the army. Everybody ought to have some praisers around you. When your back is against the wall, you need some folk that will help you get a praise through. That's why you ought not be hanging around dry, dead, dried up folk that don't even know how to get a praise. Too cute to praise God. When you get in trouble, they can't help you. You need somebody that doesn't have a deep uh, theoretical, theological word for you, but know how to get a praise through. Somebody that don't mind calling on the name of Jesus, even in a public place. Can I get a witness? How many of you got friends that say, wait a minute, hold on, baby. Let us pray right here in the restaurant. And if folk looking at you, that's your business. But in the name of Jesus, I bind every demon. I bind every devil. Devil, go back to the pit of hell that you've come through. You've got to surround yourself with praises. Listen, and so he put the praises first, singing to the Lord and praising God for all God had done. They began to sing these words. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endureth forever. How many of you, when your back was against the wall, had enough faith to say God is still good all the time? Don't fool me now, but anybody ever had to praise your way out of a situation? How many of you know how to praise God when you're broke, when you're sick, when you're hurt, when you've been let down? Don't fool me, but you owe God a praise. Take 30 seconds and give God your best Shabbat. Look at somebody sitting next to you and say, before you judge my praise, you ought to at least hear my story. If you only knew how good God's been to me, if you only knew how sick I was, if you knew how close I came to losing everything, you would understand the magnitude of my praise. You've got 10 seconds to give God your best praise. Ooh. 
One more verse, verse 22. Everybody stand to your feet and help me preach this out. Verse 22, Woo. grab somebody by the hand and say, look at verse 22. And uh, at that very moment, <laughs> thank you, Holy Ghost. At that very moment, when they began to sing and praise God, God allowed the enemy to start fighting each other. The enemies ambush each other. When you learn how to praise God, God will ambush your enemy. When you learn how to give God your best praise, God will defeat your enemy. You don't have to fight. But praise God. Anybody in here know how to praise God? Tell somebody, excuse me. I've got one praise. I've got to get out. I've got some demons on my trail. I've got some devils on my back. I'm about to get the devil off my back. If you praise God. God will defeat your enemy. Come on and praise him. Praise him. Leave your seat. Touch two people and say, get ready. God is about to ambush your enemy. Come on and meet me at the altar. Get ready. Meet me at the altar. Get ready. Give your neighbor a high five and say, God is about to ambush your enemy. Learn how to praise him. Come on, Zion. Come on. You've got 60 seconds to get the devil off your back and give God. I don't want any the dancing music. Hold on. Just 60 seconds to get the devil off your back and give God, give God a shabak from the depths of your belly, from the depths of your belly. Let it out! Let it out! Let it out! Let it out! Look at somebody and say, stand! Stand! After you've done all you know how to do, Stand after you cried all night long.
Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Lift those hands. Here's what God's saying to you. Don't worry about it. I got this. Who am I speaking to? God says, don't worry about it. He has this. Tell somebody, God's got this. Whew. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. Here's what Donna McClurkin says. As you make your way down these aisles, stand at the altar. What do you do when you've done all you can? I need to preach to some real folk. And it seems like it's never enough. What do you say when your friends turn away and you're all alone? <laughs> Tell me what do you give? Anybody's ever been there? When you've given your all and it seems like you can't make it through. Well, I have some advice for you. Stand. When there's nothing left to do, just stand and watch the Lord see you through. Come on, choir. Somebody let us pray for you right now. We want to pray for you right now. Pray for somebody who's going through something, right? That's right. You've got to have enough strength to walk down. I've been there. And it seems like you can't make it through. Yeah. Help me just stand when there's nothing left to do. You just stand. Watch the Lord see you. Yes, after you've done all you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just stand. Oh, yeah, come on. Tell me, how do you handle the guilt of your past? Ooh, Tell me, how do you deal with the shame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any witnesses out there? Yeah, yeah.
wave those hands in the else the reason we do this is it reminds us that we're not alone and it reminds someone that you're standing next to that no matter how difficult last week was somebody is standing in the gap praying for them right now Ooh, I like that part that after you prayed and cried after you prayed and cried After you come through the hurt How many of you have been through something? After you go through the rain Listen, as we stand It starts with your relationship with the Lord See, you can't stand still if you don't have faith in the one who has instructed you to stand still. Ooh. You know, advice is only as good as your desire to accept it. And when God tells you to stand still, it's because he knows what's best for you. It begins with your relationship. So here's what I want to ask you on the second Sunday in January. Where do you stand with God? I did not ask where do you stand with the church? Where do you stand with the Lord? Because there are folk, 
Sister Roz, who can have a good relationship with the church and not a good relationship with God. Where are you with God? Now, I would not be bothered with what folk think about this next decision that you are about to make. Listen to me, particularly all of my young folk that are in here. You have to be bold enough to step out and says, I need to strengthen my relationship with God. Pastor Jackson, I'm, I'm not where I ought to be. The reason why I can't stop fighting folk is because I, I can't seem to put my trust in God. But we walk by faith, not by sight. And we are about to pray. And, and to those of you who are bold enough, courageous enough, if you're here, to just stand at this altar after we pray and says, I need to work on this relationship with God. I need you to pray with me, Pastor Jackson. I need others to help navigate me through this. Because I find myself reacting with my flesh and not walking in the spirit. If you're not where you ought to be, then let us introduce you to a force greater than any earthly human force that could ever be against you. Amen. Close those eyes right now. If you want to make that commitment, if you want to strengthen that relationship, that bond, then I'll wait right here at this altar and welcome you into a new dimension in your relationship with the Lord. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Stand still. That is the challenge for this week. We don't have to fight this fight. For the battle is not ours, but the battle belongeth to you, Lord. You said to us, watch the Lord's victory. <laughs> it's not even our victory. Victory belongeth to you. The old folks said, if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle, I'll wind up with victory but it comes from you Lord touch right now bless right now empower someone inspire them to understand that they need you in their lives I don't care how great they are I don't care uh, how accomplished they may be but without you Lord we can do nothing this is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks. And the church said amen. Amen. After you've done all, come on. Ooh, put your arms around somebody and say stand still. Come on, if you want to make that commitment, if you want us to touch and agree with you, come stand with me at the altar. If you want to, come on. Just come right here. Come. If you want to. God bless you. You want Thank you. Man. Somebody else, come on. Anybody else that want to stand? God is calling. Come on, where are my altar workers? Come on. Somebody else.
Come on, brothers. Look at God. Somebody ready. Thank you. Somebody else, come on. Look at God. After you've done all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after, after. Look at God. Thank you. He's going to work it out for you. Look at these young, young, young ladies. Somebody else, God's calling you. After you've done, after you've done, anyone else? You so put your hands together. And somebody else, if they're coming, give God a hand of praise as we. Give God a praise, amen, for all of these that are committing their lives to God, amen.